one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey everyone, it's Jack from Cultaholic back again with another nine pitches video because it's Hell in a Cell this weekend and it's probably worth mentioning straight away to check out all of our coverage of Hell in a Cell this week. Uh, I'm joined by Ross and I'm joined by an impassioned, an impassioned and angry Andrew Hodkinson. Oh, what are you Andrew, doing me for? You dirty man. Look at you. So your foul potty mouth of yours, bringing the sophistication and class of cultaholic wrestling to the very bottom draw. So for anybody who doesn't quite understand, I've seen a few comments saying, what's this Andrew situation about? So for anybody who's not been following along, I mean, it's all subjective, but Adam Pacitti, I think we've since learned, framed Andrew for uh, defacing the office, throwing Yorkshire puddings at it. Andrew has since been proven innocent, but... Uh, Adam kind of stirred up a bit of a campaign of hate against him. And Andrew just had enough on this week's Twitch stream. You had enough, Andrew. You went on a bit of an outburst, didn't you? Just the the things he's been saying about the people, uh, just just the viewers, the subscribers we've got. It was dis- it was deplorable, let right. me tell you that. And and I felt sick to my stomach. And all these things he's been saying, all these rumours he's been spreading about this, that and the other, smashing me over the head with a picture frame. It just bubbled over, Jack, and I was I was just ready to go. Shades of Jack the Jobber circa 2016. It's, 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 I can feel sort of changes in the air, but it'll all be decided at Hell in a Cell because you are taking on Adam Pacitti in the predictions contest. The loser mm. will have to... Uh, I don't know if we've revealed what the loser's going to oh, have to do. Oh, well, yeah, we have. Oh, we have. The loser will have to undergo the traditional Hell in a Smell punishment. Whoa! Oh, do you know what that is, up. Andrew? What? Do you know the severity of what you're walking into here? I actually do, and I'm... I'm uh, Actually, very scared. hour live stream. Well, you can't sleep, otherwise you'd be violating YouTube's terms of service. Oh, oh. oh no. <laughs> so best of luck. Um, Thank you. Best, yeah, Thank you. Luck. The fate of Cultaholic is very much in the hands of Andrew or Adam, depending on who wins. But before we get to that, we do have some pitches to talk about for Hell in a Cell. And remember, well, first of all, I'll go through the format. I got ahead of myself slightly there. We'll go around in a circle and we'll each give one pitch each three times, and that'll lead to nine lovely pitches for Hell in a Cell. But remember the golden rule, of course. It's not what we think's going to happen. It's what, it's what we, we want, want to, happen. to happen. Yes. Ross, we will start off. He's just dabbed there. We'll start <laughs> off with you, Ross. What have you got for us? We forgot to mention, by the way, but this oh. all started with Andrew because he laughed at his own joke. Do you remember those days when he laughed at his own joke? What kind of a sick... It no, was, I don't remember this. It was, that, it was, that was the entire genesis of Andrew and all these deplorable oh, things. No, 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 it was... It, oh, no, I don't want to... Now it's going to sound bad if I throw it on Owen as well, but I was like, it was just me and Owen oh, being idiots. Other people I'm, not blaming, now, I'm not blaming him. I'm not blaming Owen. We were just having a laugh, and then it carried on over, and things got out of hand from 
Adam just spreading horrible things, and that's where we are. That's where we're at now. You can see why he went there, though, because, of course, you laughing at your own joke means you are an arsehole. But anyway, I'm not happy with the debut of Piper Niven on Monday Night Raw. Still, as I'm sat here right now, that's the only segment I've seen from last night's Raw. This video is going live on Tuesday evening. Therefore, last night's Raw is the Raw I'm talking about here. I think Corey Graves saying, who is this young lady? When she's been a huge part of NXT UK for a long time is completely wrong. Me and Jack said this on the news video this morning. What is the point in NXT UK if the commentary team are going to bury someone like Piper Niven, who has been a very prominent part of that brand, since it's been a thing? She's been in WWE since 2017, I think I read this morning somewhere. It's scandalous, I tell you, lads. It's scandalous. So I'm heading over to Shayna Baszler versus Alexa Bliss at Hell in a Cell 2021. And I'm proposing that we see a little bit of a match between Shayna Baszler and Alexa Bliss. Maybe we see some spooky shenanigans because we all know how much we love the spooky shenanigans. But halfway through the match, let's say, I want Eve Marie's music to hit. I want everyone to go, oh, no, Eve Marie's coming out. I can't stand Eve Marie. I want Corey Graves to blot right in the face of the new commentator on Monday Night Raw. What's he called? Billy Bob. Yeah, Billy. Yeah. Billy Bob. Billy Bob. Um, but it's not Eve Marie. It's Piper Niven. Named as such, Piper Niven. Oh, my God, look, it's Piper Niven who's worked for this company for going on five years at this point. She saunters her way down to the ring, mocking Eve Marie's mannerisms. Oh, she's making Eve Marie look like a right mug, I tell thee. I've gone, I've gone Yorkshire. Oh, rubbing off on me. Join us. Um, she gets in the ring. She rips the head off of Lily. She says, what the hell is this, Pash? You're a stupid doll. WWE, please be better in your creative endeavours, will you? That's a direct quote there from Piper Niven as part of this pitch. She absolutely dominates both Shayna and Alexa Bliss. She, like, proper brutalises them. Like, there's blood. There's all sorts of bodily fluids coming out of Shayna and Alexa Bliss. That's how much Piper Niven has beaten them down. She, wo- she walks over to the commentary team. She looks at Corey Graves right in the eye, and she puts that prick through the announcer's table. If Corey, Graves, if Corey Graves is able to take such a bump, if he's not, I'll accept just a swift... Oof to the nads. Because <laughs> of concussions and whatnot. She shouts, who's this young lady? I'm Piper Flippin. Piper Flippin Nevin. That's hard to do with the Scottish accent. But you know what I'm trying to do? The PG version of that there ICW chant that they seem to do for a lot of people, didn't they, Jack? Back yeah, in the day? I think Piper yeah, Flippin. Piper Flippin Nevin. Yeah. I'm just alienating all of Scotland right here. She then gets on the mic and she gets in the ring. She says, Eve Marie, you're a bloody Ned which I've looked up, and that's a derogatory term in Scotland, applied to hooligans, louts, or petty criminals. Mm. I would class Eve Marie, in terms of wrestling, as a lout. I used you to get on the Raw roster, Piper Niven says. Yeah, crap in the ring, probably. We don't know, we haven't seen you, Eve Marie, but I assume since you needed me, you're a bit still rubbish at the wrestling. So you're absolutely buggered without me, because I've used you to get on this roster, and now I'm casting you off to one side. I don't need you. I'm all on my own now. She then lambasts the ignorance of the, uh, the ignorance of the commentators, run them down for not knowing who she is, even though she's, she's been there for going on five years. As I said earlier, she takes us through all the titles, everything she's been through. She just... You know, we were saying this morning, Jack, weren't we? Piper Niven has travelled the world. She's done everything twice. She's held titles everywhere. May Young Classic, NXT UK. She's done it all. All kinds of matches. Everything you want to do as a wrestler. She's done it. She doesn't deserve who is this young lady. That was a load of rubbish. We then go fast forward through, I presume, to later on the night where we're seeing Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte. She then beats up the winner. The winner? The winner? Because Piper Niven is really hard and really strong. And she's not some ditzy, naive sidekick that we've never, ever seen or heard from before. Yeah. So there's my pitch. 
in a night, we make Piper Niven a serious threat in the Raw Women's Division because God knows we need one in the Raw Women's Division. It's it's an immediate yes from me because at first I was like, oh, this is a little bit drastic. It's just such a 180 from what we've seen on Raw. But now I'm like, actually, that's exactly what we need because mm. Raw has really set her up for... I don't know if failure is the right word, but it's not got, it's not got her off to the best start at all. I mean, already I she's think... like, everywhere she's been, she's been this big sort of dominating, uh, mm-hmm. like powerhouse wrestler, but now she's come on Raw and she appears to be a naive sort of ditzy, just happy to she be here. She was clapping oh, in like... that. She mm. destroyed Naomi, a former women's champion, and was like, oh my God, I've done it. Yeah. Yeah. What? Like you should expect it to do, like you're piping living for goodness yeah. sake. Slap yourself around the head, woman. Um but yeah, that's it's yeah. We need a flip one eighty, and that's what I want to happen mm. to Hell in the Cell. It's a yes from me, and what a goal at Hamden Park, by the way, as well. What absolutely incredible scenes. Andrew, what have you yes. got to say about this pitch? Uh, big fat yes. I'm a massive, uh, massive Piper Niven fan. I think she's amazing, and just how she was portrayed, like you guys were saying last night, weird. It's like when people come up to the main roster, just the magic, the the magic of that person usually just kind of like it disappears a little bit and I really don't want that to happen for Piper especially not on the women's division on Raw as well where we need some more sort of uh, uh, challenges for Rhea Ripley hopefully if she does go on to win the belt at the week uh, sorry to uh, retain the belt at the weekend and um, I think that would be a fantastic place to go so it's a big fat yes from me fantastic Ross you've got us off to a wonderful start there congratulations just like the Czech Republic at Euro 2020 Absolutely. Andrew, what is your first pitch? Well, it, it also involves uh, Piper Niven. So it's not as elaborate as Ross is. It's a little bit, little bit, not, not as, yeah, not as elaborate, but well, I'll, I'll, not as I'll good tell you. Not as good are you saying there? I'm pretty, I'm saying it's not as good as yours, <laughs> Ross. Yeah, sorry. But here we go. Right. So we get a backstage interview with Rhea Ripley and she's talking about how when she beat Charlotte Flair in, uh, at Hell in a Cell tonight, who the, who's, who's the left for it to face? Ooh, who's going to Andrew, pick? can I just Hello. ask one question before you yes. proceed with your pick? I'm so sorry to interrupt. Go on. Is this, does this feature some patented Andrew Hodkinson dialogue? Because I love your dialogue there in is, these pictures. Yeah! Is there some di- There's a little bit of dialogue. The, okay. One later on has got lots of dialogue, so good, don't good, worry good. about that. Sorry, carry on. Sorry about anyway, so yeah. So Rhea Ripley... Spielberg. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you. Uh, she's talking about how when she beat Charlotte at Hell in a Cell tonight, who's the left for her to fish? She's already beaten Asuka. Shayna Baszler's off playing with the little dollies, so she's not going not gonna to fight her anytime soon. And there's no one else in the locker room that could hold a candle to her, especially if she beats the self-proclaimed queen tonight. Cue Eva Marie. Eva Marie comes in. However, it's not Eva Marie we should have our eye on. As Eva is speaking about how she deserves to be the holder of the Raw Women's title, Rhea Ripley isn't giving Eva any attention at all. Instead, she's Iron Piper Niven, who's standing behind Marie. Both staring daggers at one another as Eva just like continues to mouth off at how she should be the one to hold the title. As the camera pans out from focusing on uh, Piper Niven and, and Rhea, just like d- daggers at each other. Um, Eva's just like tapping Piper. She's like, hey, hey, come on, let's go. We'll see you soon, Rhea. Good luck tonight. And then as they walk off, Piper and, and, and Ripley, they still got their eyes locked on each other. And as Piper passes by, just both of them smirk at each other. And I'm like, come on, let's just set this up. Let's get the ball rolling on this because both of them have had, um, I think, a singles match, but uh, two singles matches in NXT UK. Piper's won one, and Rhea's won the other. Oh. And I think as well, 
Um, Piper was like, I'm the most dominant force in NXT UK, and that's when Rhea Ripley came out at the, I think that was the first match that they had with each other, and they batted each other, and it was a great match. And I think you could pull little bits from that storyline, bring it into this, and just make it, oh, give it, just give it, give it to me, please, because I think it would be a fantastic match. And again, let's try and get Piper Niven away from all this Eva Marie stuff, please, and make her a force of her own. Yeah, I like it. It, it, it it's less extreme than Ross's, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, it's along it's along the right lines as well. Mm. So I'm gonna give it a yes, I think. Thanks. Just found something on my neck. Oh, I thought it was a fly. It's not. It's just a bit of the cushion. Okay. Oh wow. I'm glad you're okay, Jack. <laughs> uh, yes, I I agree. Yes, it needs to happen, doesn't it? It's. Mm. Uh, we know why it's happening. It's because obviously the set of eyes who are booking Monday Night Raw belong to Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard will be telling them what to do and stuff. And historically, yeah, that's just what they do, isn't it? That's just what mm-hmm. they do. They just don't treat people seriously, do they? When they're slightly bigger, let's say. So uh, it's a shame. It shouldn't be a thing, but it is. And yeah, it needs to change. So I agree, Andrew. A nice pitch there. Well Thank done. You. Thank you. Very good stuff. Um, it's my turn now, and I'm going go to I'm gonna change track slightly and go to the Hell in a Cell match between Roman Reigns and Rey Mysterio. Now, we all know that Roman Reigns is going to win this match. It would be a massive, massive shock. One of the biggest upsets ever if Rey Mysterio was to beat him. So I think the drama needs to come from elsewhere, not the result of the match, but something that happens in the match. And what I'm saying here is that I think Dominic needs to go for a ride off the top of the Hell in a Cell structure. Yeah, I know. And I feel like, even though sometimes we do quite outlandish pitches, I feel like this one isn't too far from a possibility just because Mm. there's no crowd there. They can make it really safe if they want to. They did a similar spot on last week's SmackDown where Dom got thrown over the top rope onto presumably a crash mat. And I think they could work it so that it it looks really scary but is actually safe at Hell in a Cell. So I think just your standard sort of setup, you know, Roman's being really mean to Ray. He drags him up to the top of the cell. He's going to throw him off. Dom runs out to make the save. So Dom ends up being the one thrown off the cell. Ray obviously goes mad, has a bit of a comeback, but Roman wins in the end. And he's just absolutely decimated the Mysterio family. I don't know what this means for the tag team titles, admittedly. Mm. I don't know what that means there because Dom is still one half of the champions and he would have to be off for a while to sell the injury. That doesn't matter. Ray can just beat everybody. That's all he's on these days, aren't they? <laughs> that is true. That is true. So yes, that's mine. Dominic gets destroyed at Hell in a Cell, but in a safe way because of the advantage of not having a live crowd. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Because yeah. I was think I was trying to think of like a way to uh to do something with the with the cell, obviously like getting thrown off or put through stuff, but like that would be really cool. Um and I think with Dom being uh a, a, a younger boy, I think he could probably not that I'm saying chuck him straight off top itself, because that would obviously, you know, it hurts people. But I think it makes more sense for it to be Dom, I think, as well. And 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 that gets Mysterio riled up because, oh, you're putting your hands on my son and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, I think that I think that could be really cool. So yes. Yeah. I think we're either going to see something like that or something where Roman tries to... Uh, the only two despicable things I can think that Roman could do would be that or something to do with the mask. Maybe he goes for the mask or whatever. Mm. But I think, that, I think the Dom one has has legs in it, definitely. But or Ross, he could what do, do, you think? do Shades of Undertaker at WrestleMania with Big Boss Man. Try and hang him. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, you could do that. Why True. not? Why yeah, not? I, this is this is the one chance I think they've got left to really do something that they couldn't do with a live crowd there, because obviously the live crowd would see how it works. So yeah, get him, get him tossed off that cage. I tell they, I tell they, Andrew. Once again, I go Yorkshire. Um, yeah, make him do a big flip like Chris Canyon way back in the day. 
Um, I met one of our new editors for the first time, obviously, because of lockdown and everything, Joel. And uh, Andrew, he is also a Yorkshireman. The is he over. actually? Well, he's from West Yorkshire, not North like oh, yourself. Not is wrong there with that. rivalry there? Is that no, fine? No, it's fine. We're just Tell all you. we're all one collective. It's good. I had a few beers and I, I, I said, is that a bit of a scouse twang you have there? And he got very offended straight away. But he is a Liverpool fan. Oh! Just, despite being from West Yorkshire. He must have been put on to try and impress Owen or something. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Owen was very impressed there was another Liverpool fan. There might even be more Liverpool than Newcastle fans in the office right now. Anyway, uh, whose turn is it now? It's Ross's second goal. There you go. Sorry about that sidetrack there. Right, I just need to say once again, hopefully this pitch has not been made impossible due to what happened on last night's Raw. My pitch is for Drew versus Bobby, and basically I want those two lads to have a really good match. That is my pitch. Nice. Ooh, well, I, okay. What, what right, so would that, make it? That was joking. All right. Okay. Oh, right. Oh, I still, I, to be honest with you, I was really struggling to come up with pitches today. So that was my initial mm. sort of first draft for a pitch. They have a really good match. Full stop. That is my pitch. Full stop. Now they have a really good match, but in the closing stages of the match, I would like to see Kofi Kingston appear at the top of the ramp because, as far as I'm aware, which could have changed last night, and Ron, I hope it hasn't. He's still loosely involved in the title picture a bit. Did that change? It didn't really develop one way or the other. That's all right then. No problem there whatsoever. Kofi then walks down to the ring and climbs up to the top of the hell in a cell structure. This is while the match is still going on. Kofi then enters the cell in a really cool way from above. Now I'm picturing Kofi doing a trust fall through the roof of a cage like he's playing Here Comes the Pain. You know when he used to like, sort yeah. of bang on the, you know, have that one square that would give way. Just imagine Kofi doing a trust fall through that square, and just land gracefully in the centre of the ring. But I understand if he couldn't pull that off in real life. <laughs> I'd understand. Um, Kofi enters the cage in a really cool way because he's Kofi Kingston. Sort of around the ring, I'm picturing sort of Brian Kendrick. The Brian Kendrick in like 2000 age is sort of like being very lucid and very, whoa, trippy man. Like he's just had a, a massive bifter or something like that. <laughs> okay. uh, Bobby and Drew continue to batter the poo out of each other because they're so focused on each other and they don't really pay attention to Kofi who is now inside of the Hell in a Cell but it looks like Daddy Drew has the upper hand here as he channel, channels the, the will of William Wallace and uh. that fella from the cave and the, the spider last week that I forgot the name of and Rab C. Nesbitt and James <laughs> McFadden and all the other Scottish people it's getting a bit too much Drew calm it down man will you WWE it looks like he's going to win there with a Claymore kick but Kofi Kofi gets involved, doesn't he? Kofi stops uh, Drew McIntyre winning the match and therefore allows Bobby Lashley to pick up the win. It's because of Kofi Kingston that Bobby has beat Drew and it's because of Kofi Kingston that Drew can no longer challenge Bobby for the WWE title. And mm. Kofi has done this not because he just doesn't like Drew. It's because of that stipulation. At the end then, it makes complete sense for Kofi Kingston to get first in line because, to be honest with you, who else is there on Monday Night Raw who could be challenging for, the, for Bobby Lashley's WWE title if it's not Drew McIntyre? Yeah. And now we've got sort of one of two avenues we can go down from here. We can either go down sort of the boring route, which would be Kofi Kingston being a valiant babyface and whatnot, or we could go down and just blatantly copy MJF in the inner circle for a bit but do it better because I thought it could have been done better. What, in what way was that? Just the way, oh, what am I trying to say here? How, was, how did that uh, measure up for me? Was it the length of it? Was it over too quickly? As in was it Kofi something would, like that? As in Kofi would join the hurt business and then mm. from the inside bring them down? Yes, he would mm. enjoy the, the rubs on the chest from those ladies while he sat on those couches backstage, which is all they, all they seem to do, isn't it? They just seem to sit on yeah. the couches and they, they rub Bobby's leg and chest and whatnot. And, 
And I think that in that angle as well, I reckon Xavier Woods would steal the show as the betrayed former friend at first. That's the thing as well. That's the thing I've got written down here because down the line, let's say somehow if Kofi Kingston wins the WWE title, imagine the backstory we've got there with Xavier Woods and Xavier Woods being a very likable guy himself, him being the babyface, and then maybe Kofi, if somehow Kofi turns heel in this entire scenario, somehow, some way, just write a good story to read. He could do it. We know he can. He can just do it. You could have a a babyface Neil feud between those two there. Again, I'm a bit conflicted because I've, I've long said I don't want the new date ever split up. I just want them always to be a thing and book that trend that's been in wrestling forever. But who knows what might happen from here because I'd rather Kofi Kingston do something like this than rather just be a part of just another tag team as mm. the new day are on Monday Night Raw here in 2021, which is a bit of a shame, but also, I guess, understandable because of tag team wrestling in WWE. But there we go. That'd yeah. I like that pitch. Just to just before we move on, I did check to see if there was any developments with Kofi on last night's Raw. There's nothing that will contradict your pitch here. Um, this is courtesy of Thomas Hall's review of the show on 4-1 Mania. He says, MVP is talking to the New Day and suggests that Kofi Kingston is losing because Xavier Woods is the weak link. This could be, lead, this could be leading where you're saying, Ross. New Day doesn't want to hear it, and Kofi gives a fired-up speech about how his friends helped him get here. MVP wishes him luck on a Sunday. But then remembers that Kofi doesn't actually have a match booked on the pay-per-view. Oh, you sassy bugger MVP. What do you like, eh? So I think that could actually be going the way. But mm. I like your pitch, Ross, whether it happens in real life or not. Uh, I'm giving it a yes. Yeah, it gets a yes from me as well. I'd like to see a I'd like to see a heel Kofi, and I would like to see see Kofi and Xavier go at it as well. I think that would be really cool. And then I'm a big Xavier Woods fan, so I'd like to see him get sort of his time to shine too on his own. I think that would be really really cool and it 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 just adds a little bit more spice to the whole sort of a little bit of spice a little bit of some of that just to the whole a little bit of spice to the whole (laughs) bobby and uh and and drew stuff as well so yeah i'm i'm all in for that one i think there's a good chance mate because imagine like five years ago having xavier woods having like a standout match singles match on monday night raw Against someone like Riddle, just wouldn't happen, would it? No. We're turning, we're turning the tide, changing the, changing the tables. Very good. <laughs> like that. Um, Andrew, are you going to continue to turn the tables with your second pitch? I'm going to, I'm going to try and turn. The, I'm going to save my big elaborate one for last. So this, this is again not as good as Ross's. Um, but it, <laughs> you can't it, preface everyone. With, come on. I, I know. Back but yourself. I'm, come I'm just, on. I'm just telling the truth. It's, it's not as good as Ross's. It's, he, he really thought that one out. And uh, this also um, involves the Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley one. Um, I think we've seen this feud go on just for long enough, and if Drew's to win the title back, I think it's got to be more impactful and, and in front of a full crowd. And I think we need to see him claw his way back up to that position too, instead of just being like handed it straight away, like continuously all the time. Um, so yeah, so I think it. I, I do really want to see Drew McIntyre lose uh, Hell in a Cell and then not be able to challenge for a little while. Um, so yeah, I propose that we see Drew lose this one here. It's a hard-fought battle, a really good match. Uh, Drew gives it his all, but he comes up short and can't reclaim the gold. And as Bobby's celebrating, walking up the ramp with his, insert Jack the Jobber, lovely ladies. Wait, start again? Oh, what? I caught, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, caught, I caught him that in the podcast notes there, but you didn't have did. a Pachitti impression there. Though. Well, I thought you like put a little voice on when you said it. Lovely, lovely ladies. Very sexy lady. Yeah, Just like that. that yeah. we'll, we'll take that one. Um... Drew pipes up. He's got a microphone and he pipes up. He's congratulating Bobby on the win. He was clearly the better wrestler tonight. 
And while some in the WWE Universe might be pleased with this outcome, as they believe for a while now that Drew has worn out his welcome in the title picture, it's time to introduce someone who truly does deserve their shot at the championship. Ooh. Someone who has worked hard their entire life to get where they are, only oh. to have the rug pulled out of uh, rug pulled out from underneath them multiple times. Oh, oh, oh. I the might build get up here is sensational, oh. Andrew. I'm on tight the hooks. I might get handed opportunities, but this man has earned every single one of them. The lights go out. Ball on the Titantron. Smacking my off my head there. Boom on the Titantron. All bask in his glory. Strewn across the Titantron. And the lights return. There's a menacing looking Keith Lee at the other end of the ramp. He's ready to unleash all the pent-up emotion he's been holding back for the last few months. And he charges towards Bobby Lashley at full speed. And reminiscent of the time he punted Adam Cole all the way into the crowd in NXT, he bulldozes through Lashley and sends him crashing through the Hell in a Cell wall and it just topples oh, down. shades of Lashley doing that himself at December 2 Dismember. There oh, you go, exactly, wait, right? Was it then? I can't remember N- when it was. Wait, Lashley's wait, done no. that before. He's oh, no, did, the... I was against yeah. Umanga in a I case. Was against you you manga. Manga. He's, he's jumped through but he did it on purpose then this would be he a did. nice callback though I like it um, and he <clears throat> yeah, sends him crashing through the cell wall Keith Lee sends a message to the WWE champion and he's come in for what he rightly deserves a shot at and then both McIntyre and Lee give an acknowledging nod to one another and that's the that's the that's the pitch that's the one Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I mean, it's a yes from me, Andrew. Again, you've you've said it was worse than Ross's. I think it was as good, just different. So I'm going to okay. give it a yes. It's a Thank yes you. from me. And you, and you, crucially, you didn't forget about Keith. And we were I all didn't. quite guilty of we doing can't. that recently. So. We can't forget about Keith. Mm. No, you Ross. can't. Uh, yeah, I'm fully on board. There was, there's nothing I would love to see more than Keith Lee make a return to the wrestling and be a main event at challenging for the WWE title. I hope that Keith's okay. Mm. It's a very strange situation yeah. going mm-hmm. on with Keith Lee. I don't know quite what's yeah. going on there, but hopefully he's okay. Hopefully he comes back to the wrestling sooner rather than later. And your yeah. way, Andrew, is a, a wonderful way to do it. Thank you. I think we're all we're 100% for yeses so far. Mm. Um, my next one, it, again, like you two, I, I was really struggling to think of three pitches for this card just because there's not that much to really go off. Uh, but what I've done is I've taken a situation that isn't actually yet on Hell in a Cell, might be added to the pre-show or something, I'm just going to force it in. So there was, a, there was a segment on this week's Raw that really, really confused me. Uh, and it came so soon after the Piper Niven one 
that I was just like, what has the state of women's wrestling become? When you look a few years ago, Becky Lynch was the biggest star in the company. The biggest storyline in the company was her rise to the title. Everything was good. The main event of WrestleMania definitely didn't feel like they'd just done it to give the women a main event. It felt earned and it felt real. Uh, and now it's just all gone downhill because what happened, right? If you haven't seen it on last night's roll, I know Ross probably, you said you haven't seen all of Raw yet. So you might not have seen it. Tell me, I can't wait. So backstage, right? Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose are doing a photo shoot, right? And they hear a noise in the background. It's like putting them off. It's distracting them. It's like bumping. And they look over. They're like, what, what is this? And they walk over. Now, the photo shoot setup is right next to the training ring. And Natalia and Tamina are in there training. And they're like, what are you doing? You're interrupting our photo shoot with your training. I was like, what? And then they have an argument. Natalia and Tamina say, you're all beauty over talent. And then... The Mandy Rose and Dana Brooker, well, you wouldn't be here if it wasn't for your surnames anyway, lasses. So what are you on about? Oh. And then they're like, all right. And the Italian Tamina are like, all right, then, come on then. And then Mandy Rose and Dana Brooker, all right then. And they get in the training ring. They have a bit of a brawl. Then some refs get in and separate them. I don't know who I'm meant to cheer for. Like, I have no idea who's the good guy in that situation. Is it Mandy and Dana for defying the stereotype that just because they've got looks, they're they're stupid and they don't deserve it. Because they went in and they worked for it. They were like, no, we'll fight you. Or are Tamina and Natalia the good guys for being the pure wrestlers and not caring about their looks as much as, and not doing the photo shoots and all that. I don't get what's happening. Well, so, in this, in, in this the, the, the Mandy and Dana are hypocrites, aren't they? Remember are a they? few weeks ago when they were running away from uh, Shana and Shana and mm, Nigel? Yes. Oh, it's not worth it. Hypocrites, yeah. Jack. You can't get behind a hypocrite. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I don't want to get behind any of them. None of these four wrestlers were written in a sympathetic way, in my opinion, in this segment. And it shows that there's just no depth in the women's tag division, as we well know. Um, So what I think should happen is these two have a match, maybe on the pre-show of Hell in a Cell or something, and the match gets just taken over by the NXT tag team champions of the women's division, Candice LeRae and uh, Indy Hartwell. And they come along... They like tear up some. They're kicking ass. <laughs> God's sake. They're kicking ass. And just as the pre show is about to go off the air as well, so it's all chaotic. The commentators don't know what's going on. They're like, whoa. And basically, they're like, no, we're here to show you what, what really is class. <laughs> what really is class. And I think, hopefully, what I'm thinking is this will lead to a feud between them and whoever the main roster women's tag champs happen to be at the time, which probably Natalia and Tamina. And they have a unification match. NXT wins. And the women's tag belts on the main roster just cease to exist because it's not helping anybody. And it's really betraying the lack of depth on that main roster in terms of the women's tag division, especially since they made a load of releases for no reason. So that's mine. I'm saying, I'm thinking Candice and Indy take over the show. It sets up some sort of unification match, probably at a takeover. So you've got the home crowd on side for the NXT. Even though they're heels, I think it's still a raucous atmosphere. And um, yeah, I think that'll be... That'll be the way I want to go with it. Here, here. Yeah, sure. Turn to a Tory backbencher. Here, yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. Get rid of the women's tag team titles in the main roster. It's a creative way to do it. And it's productive as well because then Candice and Indy can go away. Hey, we beat some main roster people. Mm. We are the best. We are number yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That would be one of the best things, I think, for the for the women's division. NXT are so far ahead when it comes to women's tag team wrestling. It is insane. And have them come over, have them win the belts. That would be amazing. Unify them together. And then maybe just, like, crossover. Why, why don't we have the men roster belts? Well, sorry, if we unified it, why not have... Yeah. 
NXT tag teams and main roster tag teams coming together to fight for these belts. I think it would really put a lot more stock in other tag teams that are on the main roster that aren't necess- we don't necessarily class as good um, if they're fighting with better teams on NXT. Let's build some yeah. stock in them and, no, I, and, and shake things up a bit. I think that's I, all, a really awesome idea. Well, I totally agree, but I think first they need to create some because there's about two well, yeah. tag teams on the main roster. That's, minute, that's but, true. Yeah. That's very true. Mm. Mm. Right, excellent stuff. Ross, what's your final pitch? So after Roman Reigns has retired Rey Mysterio, we see (laughs) Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman making their way through the car park towards the Roman Mobile, which I picture being a Roman Reliant, a (laughs) three-wheeler. That's how funny that would be, seeing Roman and Paul in a three-wheeler going around corners and whatnot. Anyway, down the bottom of the car park in the background of shots, let's just picture a Roman Reliant in the foreground, in the background. A, a pair of car headlights turn on. Is it Brum from the early 90s? No, it's not. Oh. We don't know who it is, actually. We just, there we hear, wah, 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 tish, wah, tish. We'll move it through the gears. That's what the Chavas do, Jack. Oh, the, I thought it was someone's like, theme music. Oh, you I see was my, like, my, my Ford Fiesta goes quick. I've got a thing on the exhaust pipe that makes it go, wah, tish. Right, right. Wah, that's when you change gear, it goes tish. So the car is now steaming towards the Roman Reliant and Paul Heyman and Roman Reigns. It's Some might say, lads, it's moving towards these two people and their car in both a fast and a furious no. manner. <laughs> yes! Roman and Paul are mowed down by this car. They are sent flying. Paul Heyman's doing cartwheels through the air. Roman Reigns is doing six or seven backflips. For all we know, we have just witnessed a murder, a double murder, live at Hell in a Cell 2021. Just as the show is about to go off the air, the cameraman runs towards this both fast and furious car, which is now in a stationary position, otherwise the cameraman wouldn't be able to catch it. Um, so the camera just gets to the, passenger, uh, the driver's side window, sorry, which is tinted, of course, because it's you know the films and whatnot, and it's all sexy and seductive and stuff. And the car window starts to wind down very slowly. And very gently, we see the quaff. We see the shiny forehead. We see the, the, the more brown eyebrows than never been brown before in their lives. He's got, mm. definitely got some sort of coloring going on there, hasn't he? We see John Cena. He's in the front seat of this car. He's just potentially murdered Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman. And it's just that I've got some dialogue written down here. It goes, oh, Taiwan's a real country. Oh, go and watch me film when it comes out. It's really good, honest. And oh, Roman Wabba do that, bitch tits. And he drives <laughs> off into the night. Roman and Paul are written off SmackDown for a while, which seems like a massive risk. Seems like a massive risk because every week they're a highlight. Um, but we can have main event Jay Uso, the right-hand man, and Jimmy, and that whole storyline filling the gaps there. We can't have segments between Roman and Paul in the hospital. Because it, it's not, a, it, they aren't really dead. It's just dramatic no. and stuff, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. They've just been severely injured by uh, John Cena, who was bothered by just Roman Reigns' sheer star power and the fact that Roman has now actually become what he was threatening to become a few years ago, and that was the face of the WWE. And John Cena, even though he's doing the films, doesn't like that because he cannot let go, can he, John? Can you, John, eh? You can't let go, can you, Bonnie lad? I see you interviewing, uh, getting interviewed sorry, by Chris Van Vliet. You cannot let go of the wrestling, can you? You're coming back for some more. And we know, I think well, we know that's SummerSlam this year, so that sets up a bit of... A bit of path on the SummerSlam storyline for 2021 was John Cena trying to kill Roman Reigns, which you might think, you might think makes John Cena the heel. But 
the sheer destruction that Roman Reigns has been through or been doing on SmackDown, I'd say some people might say he deserves that. What is yeah. what's, what's happening there? He tried to do that to Dominic Mysterio last week on SmackDown with that that yeet bomb out the ring to the floor. So uh, maybe he gets his comeuppance here for a, a short period of time and he continues being a heel because he survives and, oh, we nearly got him. We nearly got him. <laughs> oh, um, and presumably, yeah, that leads to SummerSlam where Roman would win. You would have to say so, yeah, yeah. just to continue that. I'm, I'm, I'm strapped. I tell you, I'm strapped in my booster seat and ready for two years of title reign from Roman Reigns just all the way through. And then we Fair build nice. up somebody. Who's it going to be? I've got no idea to finally topple him and become the next man in the wrestling. I think uh, I really like that. Apart, I mean, it's outrageous, but I like it. Um, my favourite bit is actually what it... Oh, I was going to say... The dialogue, was it? The dialogue's your favourite bit. My sec- yeah, my second favourite bit, and this is going to sound so pretentious, was what was unsaid by the book in there, Ross. By what I mean there is... <laughs> What it means basically is that Cena's not going to win the money in the bank because I'm really worried that Cena's going to win the money in the bank briefcase and that'll ruin the chance to elevate somebody who really needs it. So I like the fact that not only does it set up a huge SummerSlam main event, but it also allows for the the money in the bank briefcase to happen on Raw uh, away from this whole situation. So it's a yes from me. Andrew? Oh, you had me at Roman Reliant. Young <laughs> I sat there for nearly 15 minutes trying to think of car puns and Roman Reigns, and that was as that was as good as I could do. It's not been a good day on the creative front. That's not too bad. I like that. And <laughs> and when you were just as soon as you're doing that, rance, rance, I was like, oh, it's gotta be, it's gotta be Cena. That I think that would be so cool. It's a big yes from me. Um, and I mean, like you were saying, I, Roman's done some horrible, horrible things these last few months and let Cena do something who's going to put this man down it, 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 maybe Cena can't even put him down by running him over in a car it's crazy stuff this but... is the thing isn't it in a weird way Roman is that much of a heel we should be cheering an attempted murder on Roman Reigns <laughs> yeah exactly we should be getting behind the baby face here trying to kill the bad man <laughs> <laughs> but I think this is, I think that's a really, I think you said your creative juices were not not at, uh, at top notch, but I think that's a really creative way of doing it. And something a little bit different from Cena as well, who we often see as just very, uh, very standard and sort of predictable in the things that he does. So something like that, I think would be awesome. And WWE just like to tie films into everything these days anyway don't they so oh god yeah it's gonna happen i forgot about that you know it's actually gonna happen let's have a drag race at SummerSlam. yeah we're gonna have a vin diesel running it's gonna be fantastic (laughs) now i'm just the i just feel there andrew what you said is quite interesting because you were saying that cena wouldn't normally do something this destructive and dangerous Mm. i feel like he has attempted to do serious harm to people before yeah just with a smile on his face so everyone's like cena but do you remember when he buried wade barrett under the pile of chairs Oh, yeah, he, like, pulled the thing down and it all yeah. fell. For no stuff. reason. The match was over. The match was won. Do you remember when he, he... I think it was against maybe Batista. He had an I quit match with someone, and he had them in position for an F5. FU, sorry. And uh, they oh, quit. And yeah. he just did it and anyway. He did it. Through, like, the roof of the ambulance or something. And, and then there was went, that... And he just went like that, and the crowd were all like, ooh, and then he goes, Yeah. Yay! <laughs> I do oh, remember. Man. And then with JBL as well. He absolutely mm-hmm. battered JBL that one time, didn't he? And that was he's pretty, a nasty man. Yeah, he's a nasty fairness, man. I take back all, what I said. I, wanna, I just want to just, you know, a, a point in the camp of uh, Big Match John here. In all fairness, the guy did get stabbed by Jesus back in the day, didn't he? He did oh, yes, get he stabbed did. by so, Jesus. Yeah. He's got to let it why, out why, why he would go to such severe lengths. It's, it's, yeah. it's been done to him and it can't be nice being stabbed by Jesus. Yeah. 
Uh, Andrew, is it your yes. turn for your final It is. Pick? It's my final one. Mine and Ross's have like paralleled one another, this whole entire okay. thing. So I'm also talking about the um, the Roman Reigns and Rey Mysterio match. But again, it's another twist with the whole family stuff. So um, as much as I love Rey Mysterio, uh, he's one of my all-time favorites ever. I'm not particularly fussed about this match, I have to say. It feels just cobbled together uh, to get to the next chapter in the Tribal Chief story. Uh, but yeah, I got, I, I got a little bit of an idea of where I'd like it to go. Um, so the match starts straight off the bat. Ray tries to get some flurries in. He's furious at Reigns for he's done to his son's powerbombing him out of the ring and stuff. He's got a kendo stick in hand and he takes it to Reigns, but it's no use. Reigns has just had enough of all this. He doesn't see Ray as a threat. And with each thwack of the kendo stick, he's just getting more pumped up. Ray catches him in the head, though, and Roman's like, whoa, he stumbles back a bit, but whoa, bounces back, slam, hits a spear, lines up for a Superman punch, boom, he leaves Ray motionless. Ray is done. And then instead of pinning him, Roman takes the kendo stick and uses it to do some form of, like, modified guillotine choke uh, to put Ray down for good. The ref calls for Roman to stop, but he doesn't, which then leads, uh, leads Dominic to come to his father's aid. But again, much like SmackDown from last week, it's no good. Dominic is just overpowered by Reigns. He powerbombs him into the wall of Cell multiple times. You get him up, whoa, and then chuck him out of the ring and he bounces off Cell wall and all that kind of stuff. Um, and he does it multiple times, throws him back into the ring. And in similar fashion to like last year's Hell in a Cell, <coughs> he grabs the steps and he places it over the top of Dom. He ties Ray up in the ropes and tells him to acknowledge him or his son is never going to wrestle again. Ooh. Ray's frantically, he's trying to escape. He's kicking and screaming that he acknowledges Roman, but Roman smirks anyway. He grabs a chair. He slowly makes his way over to Dom and raises the chair. He's ready to strike when Jimmy runs in to stop the onslaught. <sighs> Jimmy gets in the face of Reigns and he starts screaming, where's your honor? Where's your code? You say that we're embarrassing the family, but look, look at what you do. People acknowledge you and you still treat them like S-H-I-T, just like my brother, your cousin. Roman lowers the chair. Roman's had enough of the disrespect from Jimmy over the last few weeks. You want to be the head of the table? You want to make the tough decisions I make? You want to provide for this family? Then stop shaming us and show me what you can do. Show me you're hungry enough. Show me that I don't have to carry the weight of the, of the family and this company on my shoulders and take that from me right now. And Roman Whoa. points to the Universal Championship. <clears throat> It seems as though the match is scheduled between the two. They butt heads, they're nose to nose, they're about to throw down. But then, whoa, 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 whoa. Jay comes flying in, woo! He squares up to Reigns, he's getting in Reigns' face, but then no, he turns around, he turns to his brother Jimmy. And then Jay, Jay goes on to say, look, if it wasn't for you, Jimmy, if, I, if it wasn't for you getting involved in my match at last year's Hell in a Cell, this might not have happened. I might have become the new Universal Champion. You cost me that. You cost our family. You're the reason that this is happening right now. So, hey, you want to save the family. You want to save me. You take the title and you put a stop to all of this. But if you lose, you put up, you shut up, and you do as a tribal chief demands. It's as simple as that. I'm sick of this drama. And then Jimmy's hesitant. He accepts the challenge. He wants to be beside his brother. He wants to do everything he can to protect him from Reigns. He goes to embrace Jay in an emotional moment, but he sees Reigns charging towards them both. Jimmy pushes Jay out of the way. Bosh, done, spear. Just like that. One, two, three. Reigns has retained the title and he gains a new member at the table. That's the pitch. Convoluted. Ooh. I know. Long. That I apologize. on some sort of stage, not a wrestling room. <laughs> it's like Hamilton. 
<laughs> now, Richard and Judy. Yeah. I like I like it generally, but it's the ending that I don't know if I, does that feel a bit cheap? Have we just been robbed mm. of, a, of a match between the two, a full match? Could that be that, at a later that, date? I don't know. That's a good point. That's a good point. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to do. I, I've, uh, I'm going to give it a yes anyway, but it's like there. It's like there. Oh. It's like that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, so I'm not fully convinced, but yeah, I think the positives outweigh the negatives there. Okay. Thank you. I think it's a yes. Oh. Anything that benefits Roman Reigns at this stage, I'm fully mm. on board with. And that benefits Roman Reigns quite quite severely. Well, I guess as well, like, the idea of the push is, like, Jimmy's still trying to save Jay, and Jay's very conflicted about this anyway. So, like, Jimmy pushes Jay out of the way, and he takes the spear. Otherwise, Roman was going to, like, spear them both anyway, and then just go for the cover. Do you know what I mean? Like, because he's, he's, he's an opportunist. He's thinking about this. Like, oh, like... Jimmy's not paying attention. I'll get them both. Then he's down. But then he pushes like Jay out the way, and then Jimmy gets clocked. And then Jay can be like, "Oh, actually, maybe my cousin is a big, big nasty man, and I should start thinking about these things a little bit more." I don't know. I didn't put that in there, but that's what I just thought. Now, whoa, <laughs> crazy. <laughs> There's various avenues it can go. Yes. From that yes. Yeah. yeah. That's exciting. We're still on for all yeses, so the pressure's on now. Um, my final pitch happens before the main event of the show. So we're in just a, a seemingly innocuous gap between the penultimate match and the final one. It's it's one of the two Hannesar matches, Lashley and Drew or Roman and Ray. And um, someone comes out and takes the show, basically takes the show hostage and says, oh, stop, stop. Locks himself in the cage, says, oh, this isn't going ahead until I get what I want. And it's a man who was very upset recently with how things panned out at the weekend. It's uh, it's William Regal, who just is sick of the destruction in NXT. And as it turns out, he's enough. He's upset enough about it that he's, he wants to hijack this show and say, look, things need to improve. My working conditions need to improve. Regal will do a far better job of this than me because he's, he's actually a really good actor. Um, and he says, look, this needs to be sorted out right now. Vince McMahon struts on down. He's like, get out. And Regal's not getting out. And Vince, like, bull cutters, unlocks the cell, gets in the ring. Regal's like, come on then, come on. Shane McMahon's music hits. He dances out to back up his dad. It looks like they're going to beat him down two on one. Vince is like, we'll make this match official, damn it. And then Regal gets on the mic and says... I've got a tag partner. Boom! Time to play the game. Here he comes. <laughs> He's out. And suddenly we've got a tag match. It's Triple H and William Regal against the McMahons. And essentially, like Triple H and Regal just just destroy them <laughs> for, like, for like 20 minutes. It's just them just destroying. It's like sledgehammers and all sorts. Um, and that's it. That's my, that's my pitch there. Regal gets what he wants. I don't know what that is. I mean... I don't know what we'll worry about that on, <laughs> yeah. NXT, on NXT the next week. Like Triple H has found a newfound respect for Regal from fighting alongside him and stuff, mm. and he's like, "But I don't actually know. I don't actually know what Regal's problem is. There were just a few backstage brawls. That's a bit weird." Yeah, but he's been like what kicked by Adam Cole and all sorts of stuff as mm. well. He always gets caught up in the middle of things. People are always just just not listening to him. Bless him. He's a good That's lad. True. Listen to William Regal. The lizards might be kicking off at home. That might be the issue. Yeah, it's what's be. going on. Oh, yeah, home. he keeps them, doesn't he? He's got yeah. lizards, doesn't he? I think, yeah. I, forget what, I think one might be called Larry. I don't know. I just That's made that up. Sounds... I did watch some practical jokers last night. Mm. 
Anyway, so that that is, that is my pitch. It's an impromptu tag team Hell in a Cell match between those four guys. Made it so close. Eight serious <laughs> pitches. And then one silly one right at the end. Uh, I, I, to be honest, I, I like the start of it. I like when William Regal comes out on the main roster and says, I'm not happy about NXT. Let's change some things now. Do I want to see Shane McMahon and Vince McMahon tag up here in 2021? Yes. Yes, I bloody yeah. do. <laughs> just, as long, just as long as they lose, though. So I guess it's a yes, but it's a very silly yes. And I'm, it's a shame we made it so close to the end of the video before things got silly. No, that was good. It was really good. You get a yes from me because I think that would be... That would be awesome to see. What I thought you were going to say was, though, I thought you were going to be like, do you know what? They don't announce the Joe thing, potentially, and then Joe was going to be the guy when he went, bomb, and I was like, oh, uh, like the yeah. horns in his thing. And I, and I would have been more on board if it was Joe, I think, but it makes more sense for it to be Triple H, though, I guess, because of the whole family stuff and NXT, no, I think, obviously. No, I think you're right. I think it makes more sense to be Joe, but I'm keeping you it. You keep, like, you keep it. You keep it like that. Like but it still H, gets like Triple H. Yeah, it still yeah. gets, it still gets a, a yes from me because who doesn't want to see Vince and Shane get battered for 20 minutes in a hell in a cell? Give well, it fantastic. Me. Thank you very much. And I, I'd just like to issue an apology right now for ruining the... The sort of the, the gravitas of this series by just slipping one silly pitch in right at the end there. I was th- I was just thinking there. It's been a, the last few pitches videos. I've been like straight down the middle. I've not done any silly ones like George and the chips in the cage. <laughs> oh yeah, that one. Yeah, that was yeah. good. Do you remember that period of time where it was just all silly? We just probably turned off a, a lot of people from watching the series. It, it jumped. It jumped the shark <laughs> for one of the Saudi Arabia shows because I think Sam did like a thirty minute like it was too silly. It was too absurdist. It was like reading a. I was about to say it's like reading a Thomas Pynchon novel, but I don't know if that'll resonate with. Doesn't no. matter, right? Over my head, that one. <laughs> um, it was very absurd. Uh, but now we're, we're back on track with a little bit of silliness thrown in, and I think that really is. A little bit of spal. What's that? What was that? A little bit of spal. What's the bank? Would you like a sweater? Is this going to be Chris Uber? What do you like a sweater? Have you seen, you know, Greg Davies, the comedian? The oh, big I, tall think, one? I think that's what yeah. my impersonation is. He, the impersonation of Craig, Greg Davies doing Chris Eubanks. Because he just ends up sounding more like Nelson Mandela. You see, when he does it to Chris Eubanks, I forget yes. what show it's on. Oh, my God. Chris Eubanks comes out. And I've never seen a six foot nine man so scared, or however tall he is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you're going to be scared of anyone, Chris Eubanks was quite a hard man, notoriously. Um, but like, that's, that's the point at hand. If you are. Like one of the a regular viewer of this series, and you have a friend who used to watch it but got turned off by the silliness. Tell them that we've gone back serious again. <laughs> also, like and subscribe and leave a comment that just says I enjoy this video. That's yes. the best free way you can support Cult Holic mm-hmm. is by liking the video, subscribing to the channel, and just putting I like this video. Full stop. Honestly, it's true. Fair enough. Is that what the I've been, I've been doing some? I've been doing some reading, me. Wow. About YouTube and stuff, it's about time being like. Yeah, five I was about years. to say we've we've been doing this for long enough. I, I still don't know anything about yeah, it. It's a, a deadly serious thing. It's the best free way you can support Cultaholic is by liking it, leaving a comment. It's like I like this video. I like this presenter. Something like that. Nice, excellent stuff. Well, thanks very much for joining me in this pitches video, Andrew and Ross. Uh, Ross, I'll go to you first. Have you got anything exciting in the works for the near future? I have a WTF Moments video coming back. Not fails anymore. Ironically, the fails has failed to make a difference. Therefore, it's going back to WTF Moments because what's the point in trying something different? <laughs> it's the YouTube algorithm, maybe, or maybe just I'm deadly unpopular these days. Who knows? It's probably the latter, let's be honest. No, uh, and no, last no. night, that is, I'm all right. Come on, it. come uh, on now. It's uh, Straight to Hell, I did an episode with Colt Cabana. Boom, ba-boom, boom, 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 boom. 
uh, which was a good one. I filmed that last night, and I think that'll be going out on the channel this weekend because uh, that's when they normally go out, but nobody tells me nothing. But it's been shot, so at least it's happened. <laughs> uh, and Andrew, we know what we know what's coming up for you. Yeah. Your big match against Adam, your big predictions contest against Adam Pacini, but also, have you got anything else to promote right now? Uh, yeah, so on Monday, because I think Tom is off, unfortunately, people will have me as your presenter for uh, Hell in a Cell graded. On Monday, I promise it will not be as long as the NXT ones. I've learned my lesson. Paul Ross had to listen to me do multiple takes when I came in and, and did things. Oh, don't don't worry about pres- that. Presenting, all present- presenting's actually harder than it looks. Yeah, yeah, especially when you're on your own in front of a camera. That's it hard. It's, it's the silence, isn't it? You don't know if you saying the right things or not. We need to yeah. do a video. We need to do a video where we all talk about what it's like to what what it's like to present how hard it is. Mm. Anyway, sorry, carry on. But yeah, so we've got that. Um obviously the predictions against Adam, so fingers crossed we win out in that one and we send the naughty man to the to the smell smelly dome. Yeah. Whatever. What do you reckon it what do you reckon it is this year? I actually don't know. It's got to be. It's got to be more than last year. Last year was literally a pool full of plops. So I don't know what. I don't know what this year is going to be. Like mm. it, it, I'm scared though for whatever it is because I know it's going. It's not going to be nice. Um, Twenty four hours. And other than that, uh, Twitch.tv forward slash Cultaholic on a Monday at six p.m. Just playing the games and chilling out with people and having a good time. And and that's pretty much it for me. Lovely what stuff. About, what about yourself, Jack? Go on, tell us. Uh, Wednesdays at 6pm myself and Owen on Twitch will be continuing our journey with Cultaholic FC and we'll probably have some of the Euros games on in the background not visually on the screen because that would just get us in trouble but we'll be like occasionally we might stop playing and go like whoa what a goal by Czech Republic at Hamden so you know we'll see but uh, thanks very much for watching this video everybody uh, leave your pictures as well in the comments down below and a comment as Ross said saying I've really enjoyed this video uh, and we'll see you very very soon Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Cultaholic.